0: Hello, welcome to the I love you insert name podcast. I'm your host Erica. If you're new to our community, I just want to say I am so glad you found your way here. This week MC is on the couch talking about gender identity, creativity, musicianship and more. But Before we get into our conversation, I just wanted to pause and recognize that right now the world is scary and complex. Feelings of fear and depression and frustration are so incredibly founded. You are not alone in this. Please don't forget to reach out to those you love and those who love you. Allow your community to hold you up through this. I hope MC's interview can take you out of your head, even if only for a moment. Feel free to send us here at I Love You, insert name, messages, or comments, even if you just need to chat or make contact with someone. And without further ado, here's MC.
1: known each other for almost a year almost a year yeah and they are a really important person in my life they're an incredibly intelligent and talented Pisces who is role sensitive (laughs) and really entertaining and they're a really good friend of mine and so I'm really excited to have them on the podcast today I'm excited to be here I'm so glad so MC, can you describe for the audience a little bit about who you were as a young person and sort of where you are now and what your life has been looking like?
2: Yeah, as a young person, um, you know, nothing's really changed. I was I was always all over the place, a messy person. <laughs> um, you know, having a messy room. Never never wanted to clean my room. My mom would always be like, "You gotta clean your room before you can go out," and I would just shove everything into a closet.
1: Hmm, and be okay. like, "It's clean." Like my sister,
2: you know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's clean. I can go out now. Um, I always wanted to. I can't, I could never sit still in one place. I always had to, like, I couldn't just stay at home for a long time. I had to always be doing something. So I was always getting involved, like, in, like, even as a little kid. I was, I was a Girl Scout. So That's cool. It would be cool if they had Bay Scouts, you know? <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> maybe they will um, one day.
2: Maybe. But yeah, I was a Girl Scout man, loved me some Thin Mints. That's all I remember from that. I don't think that really shaped me at all. Um, (laughs) Oh, man. And then, uh, yeah, growing up, you know, I lived in Miami. That's where I was, like, born. So I lived there for about nine years. And it wasn't, you know, I don't have a whole lot of memories from that. Um, I have more memories being in Alabama, but I feel like Miami is what affected me more as who I am today, because my family is all Colombian, and got some Cuban people up in there, and um, that is really, like, what I've been around my whole life. Um,
1: Some Cuban food? Colombian food?
2: more Colombian food, because the Cuban, they they were through marriage, so I wasn't really, I I have no Cuban blood. But, yeah, vaca frita. (laughs)
1: And what was it like moving to Alabama as a Colombian person?
2: I was pissed. Yeah, I was. I was nine. I was screaming and I was crying. I, I hated it. I hated the idea of having to. To I, I remember my my first reaction to my parents' name when moving to Alabama was. So does that mean I have to say y'all? <laughs> I was pissed. <laughs> um, but. I can't can't say that it would have been better living anywhere else because in Alabama, you know, because there was nothing to do there, that's how I really started getting like into music because I was so bored all the time.
1: And you play how many instruments?
2: Uh, I I stopped counting after like seven. I don't know. (laughs) Excuse (laughs) me. So you're
1: a vocalist and a songwriter and I know that you play guitar, Mm -hmm. piano, bass, what else? Drums? Drums. Ukulele. Wow. Yeah, and you, you're you in how many bands? Only two right now. Okay, and one of them's your own, right? Yes. Okay, and uh, what is what is your musical inspiration for your band? Like
2: bands? Yeah. Artists? Yeah. Um, okay, definitely Soccer Mommy. Um, Nirvana, Weezer. Radiohead, Alanis Morissette, and the Jonas Brothers.
1: I love how heavy duty your influence from the '90s is, <laughs> even though you're only 23. Yeah,
2: <laughs> you feel so
1: connected to the '90s like grunge scene. Do you know where that came from?
2: Oh yeah, it was totally it was rock band the game. Uh-huh. When I was like nine or ten, whenever we lived in Alabama, one year for Christmas, I got rock band and like a Wee, and that's when like. They had Weezer and Nirvana on it, and I was like, I love this music. That was my first time ever hearing any of that. Heart Shaped Box by Nirvana. Ooh. Changed your life? Yes.
1: Changed a lot of people's lives? Yes. Yeah. What are your musical influences in general? Like, do you have a favorite song? Do you have a favorite artist of all time? Is that, like, asking a really difficult question?
2: It's, it changes, but for quite a while, my favorite artist lately has been Soccer Mommy. Like, I, I'm about to go see her in concert for the second time. Um, favorite song? Favorite song ever has yeah. to be Say It Ain't So by Weezer. Yeah? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I feel like Weezer is like probably your predominant musical <laughs>
2: influence. Yeah, but this is. Pu- People are about to hate, but I don't actually know a whole lot of Weezer. Like, I know really just their first two albums. That's it. The Blue Album and Pinkerton. Well, that's okay. I mean, it's you, you cling to whatever you
1: like, whatever makes you happy. Yes. That's part of living life in a positive way, I think. Do you have a song that you've written that you're really proud of? Can you describe
2: it for everyone? Oh, yeah. Um, I've got this song called Party of One. Um, I wrote it with a friend of mine who this friend is also sober and she's helped me through a lot. and she's she's like a sister to me. And her name's Alexa, because um, you'll see her name on the credit. If you look at song credits, you'll see her name. So I'm outing her. Her name's Alexa McKim. and she is primarily sort of like a like a a writer of like she writes, she likes to write TV shows and and like films and short films and stuff like that. and she's also she also, um, was involved in stand-up comedy for a while and like her whole thing is comedy like, that's what she's drawn to but she writes dark comedy and she was you know interested in learning how to write songs and I was interested in learning how to write you know screenplay stuff I don't really even know what it's called I guess write screenplays so we got together and, and started writing um these little mini like three four minute episodes that were like dark comedies that were based on my own experiences like going through sexuality discoveries and like how i'll be so clueless that i'll be like in bed with someone and i'll still be like do you like me (laughs) (laughs) and so we we kind of wrote about all these and when it came down to the last episode how we were going to wrap it all up she came up with the title party of one and we decided that it was going to it was. It was gonna tell this story, and, and we wrote all these just for fun. Like we were not writing these to be anything good. Like we were putting our best efforts, but we didn't think that we didn't quite think yet that anything amazing would come of it or anything like that. Or, but um, but when we were writing Party of One afterwards, like it, it was definitely just like a song instead of an episode. Like it just we just wrote the song, and she's not a musician. Um, she's not musically inclined. But she's really talented with words. She's so good with words. And so we we both, you know, wrote a lot of the word, like the lyrics and stuff together. And and it kind of came, it came pretty quickly how, how the song was written. It was pretty quickly. And, um, and yeah, after we wrote that, I, I didn't even like it. And she'll, she'll tell you that too. I did not like it. But then she started asking me to play the song for like her friends and stuff. She'd be like, play on the song we wrote. And I'll be like, I don't even like it, but okay. And every reaction was like, this is great. And then I decided to record it for fun. And after it got recorded and I heard it as like a production and it was done, then I finally started loving it. But I hated the song at first, actually. I feel like most artists, their
1: greatest hits are usually songs that they totally love. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a really common thread between musicians. Yes. Like, oh, yeah, Nirvana's, like, least favorite song is... It smells
2: like least favorite. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. Yep, they really hated that song. Oh, yeah. Um, and you went on a trip, a musical journey recently, right?
2: Yeah. Where'd you go? I went to Los Angeles. Yeah. We shot a music video for Party of One. So that was exciting, with Alexa. And she got this friend of hers named uh, Marissa Foley who is an insanely talented producer, director, uh, editor, all, all these things. She also can write songs too, which is, it's crazy. And she's an actress all these different things. Wow. Super multi-talented. Um, so she, she, def- she directed the video and Alexa was doing all these light work and like holding like some, of the, some of the shots are really funny because there's pictures from behind the scenes of like Alexa's like, lying down like sort of like in between my legs like filming upward <laughs> um, the behind <laughs> the scenes reality of creating <laughs> yes like and i'm so uncomfortable throughout filming all of this like i'm having to like bend my back these weird angles for it to look normal on a gopro oh yeah <laughs> that's awesome
1: and uh you also went to alabama recently no, yes. you went to Mississippi? It was Alabama. It was? Muscle Shoals. Yes.
2: That was the other music. Oh, is that the one you were talking about? No, okay. I mean, both of them count. <laughs> yeah, I went to Muscle Shoals. I did an internship at this studio called Fame Recording Studios. Um, and throughout this internship, internship <laughs> I learned uh, a lot of history on the studio, like, I didn't know who had recorded there. I just knew that it was like a famous studio, and I was like, "I want to do that." So I learned that like Etta James recorded her whole "Tell Mama" album there. Aretha Franklin recorded her first hit there. Uh, Wilson Pickett recorded all of his hits there, like "Funky Broadway" and "Land of a Thousand Dances" and "Mustang Sally." You <laughs> all of, he, he recorded all of those there, and his cover of "Hey Jude." Wow. Yeah, that was all recorded there, and it was an honor to get to be, I mean, I was basically just, like, an assistant, um, I was setting up all these sessions, um, putting all the mics, I had to memorize, like, every mic that they had in their mic closet and know, like, what they were for, so then if, if my boss, John, he would be like, alright, we have a session with, like, full drums, but they want the KM-184 on the hi-hats instead of the sm he, some, I don't even remember. He's gonna kill me if he hears this. <laughs> <laughs> SM81, that's what it was called. Um, and I had to know like what they might were called. I had to know what they looked like. I had to know what they did. Um, but it was a, it was a very it was like a humbling experience because I learned that I am that I was not jack shit when I was doing that studio internship. I had to make coffee. I had to go on the food runs for them. Sometimes I had to work at the front desk and like work in the gift shop because it was like also a tourist stop. So tourists would come in and take tours of the studio while they're recording. Um, so I, I decided to, uh, start writing songs up there too while I was doing this internship. And this was like two years ago now. Um, I was writing songs with, there's all these guys named Noah, Brad, and Spencer. They were like the main three who I'd write songs with all the time. And I'd stay there until like 2 or 3 a.m. And I'd have to be back there at like 8.45 a.m. every day. Yeah. Um. So I did that for three months straight, and that was a learning experience because I learned that in songwriting at the time. I was not very good, but they also, they didn't tell me that. They told me I still had potential, and they, and, and I've been working on that a lot. I travel back up there every now and then <clears> now <throat> to write songs with this team of producers and writers, and um, I, I don't do well in group settings, so whenever I go up, I just kind of write, I like to write with them one at a time usually. So I went back up there to write songs, but primarily to record my next single I'm releasing. It's called Nerves, and it's about, it's totally, any married couple can relate to it, because it's about being in love, but also, you know, they they know you so well that they know just how to get on your nerves. Um, that's what it's about. When is that supposed to be released? Ooh, we don't have a date yet, but I'm hoping June. Awesome. It'll definitely be out in the summer at the latest.
1: I'll late keep spring. y'all posted with links and, uh... We can update, and a gentle plug here for MC. Yes. Um, If you could collaborate with anyone on the planet, alive or dead, who would it be? Alive or dead? Alive or dead.
2: Julia Michaels. Why Julia Michaels? Um, I think she... She knows how to write songs for artists, and if I were to write with her, I'd want it to be for something I'm releasing. So she knows how to she knows how to like write with the artist and for the artist, and not let her ego get in the way. Because I'll have a big ego while writing, and I'll know what I want. Um, it's that Leo Moon. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> it is the Leo Moon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, she's incredible. She's got great. She's I should have mentioned her. She's also a big influence influence on anything I write that's poppy. It's definitely influenced by her and the Jonas Brothers.
1: There's there's a hint of the Jonas Brothers in all the pop songs that you do, for and sure. And
2: McCartney.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can hear that too. I can hear that too. Um, and what is your relationship to your mental health?
2: I have a good relationship with it. I'm getting to know it. I have bipolar disorder. Um, but my bipolar and I are starting to get along. I was just in a, in a manic phase, but you know, instead of going out and doing some crazy things, I, I cleaned my car. That's awesome. Yeah. Your car,
1: your car is looking very Capricorn-esque right now. I can attest to that. It's very shiny and lovely. Thank you. Um, and do you think that you've grown and changed at all in your mental health journey? Or do you think that like, it was just a matter of time?
2: Matter of time to what? Stabilize. Um, no, I think I've definitely grown, because I, 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 am, I'm sober. Um, so, getting, you know, I, I got sober for my mental health primarily. Mm-hmm. Um, so, ever since I got sober, I've had less severe and less frequent manic phases and depressive phases, episodes, whatever you want to call them. hmm Um, i've learned how to manage these you know along with with you know being sober also you know I, i also go to therapy so that has been very helpful in teaching me ways to manage like letting me know that it is okay to take a day off and watch Degrassi
0: is
1: that what you're into right now Degrassi yes is that a new is that a new development or is that something that you've been watching for a while?
2: The sad thing is that it's a very new development and I'm already on season three.
1: Yeah, well <laughs> binge culture is a huge part of like where we're at in our lives right now. <laughs> yeah. You don't really just watch like a couple of episodes, you watch like seasons at a time.
2: And they're twenty minutes each, so yeah. it's so easy to just watch one more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, just
1: twenty more minutes, just twenty more minutes. It's gonna be fun, it's gonna be great. Um so take a minute. What are three words that you would use to positively describe yourself?
2: Ambitious. Uh, loyal. What's, I don't know what's a word for hardworking. Tenacious? Is that a word? Tenacious
1: is totally a word for hardworking. Tenacious. Yeah.
2: Uh-huh.
1: You're ambitious and tenacious and loyal. I would totally agree with all those. <laughs> I think that that describes you perfectly. I would also say that you're very loving.
2: I thought of that,
1: yeah. And kind. Well. Yeah. Yeah, you're 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 the Pisces you're the Pisces kid in my life. <laughs> Got that big heart. Um and how do you stay balanced at this point in your life as a bipolar artist? Oh. I mean the stereotype is that you're a crazy person, right? Uh huh. So how do you not be a crazy person?
2: I write the crazy. Yeah. Um during this last manic phase I wrote this little song called I'm Nothing But a Loser. And I'm really excited about that one. I'm gonna record that too.
1: So uplifting.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I I tend to like write like this character. Like I definitely um embellish my bipolar in my writing as if I'm like someone who has to has to isolate all the time, which is not to- which is not really me. I well isolate from time to time, but I like to write a lot of songs about just like going crazy because I'm alone all the time. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Do you think there's joy in your life? Yes. What is that what
2: does that look like? Um A music. Me being sober and being around other sober people who are all going for the same goal of trying to be better people and help people. Um, and also I have this job where I, I teach music and you know, 80% of the time it brings me joy.
1: You have some really cool students, huh? I do. Children? Mostly,
2: mostly, but I, I have a couple of, I have a few students who are adults like in their forties. Wow. I didn't know that.
1: So you can (laughs) teach anybody, really? It's like, it's like a private music school, right? Like an after. Yeah. After hours program, yes, yeah, um, all the way on the North Shore. <laughs> oh yeah, big long drives across that bridge. Um,
2: Twenty-three miles.
1: Yeah, is do you do you think that you stay present, or do you think that you're sort of a person who's still always escaping?
2: I wouldn't say still always escaping. I escape significantly less, but um, usually when I'm around other people. If, if things are going well, I'm pretty present, but if there's something on my mind and I don't talk about it, then I'm not present, but I'm, I'm learning to, to just talk about it because, which brings me to another song I wrote called Talk About It, which is about not wanting to talk about things. That one's very (laughs) me. Um, that song.
1: Not always a character. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not always a
2: character. Um. Because sometimes I'll think that I don't want to talk about it because I'm the only one who feels this way. And that's why I won't want to talk about things. But I know that, like, everyone, everyone probably feels the way that I – or has felt the way that I'll feel. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes it's hard to accept that when I'm, like, in a certain negative feeling or when something bad is happening. Um, but I've also learned that it's just – it's good to – it's good to talk about things with people. Because that's how you can stay present. Yeah.
1: You've made a lot of really big life changes for someone who's your age. Do you have any advice for people who are in their early 20s and are trying to navigate like such extremes?
2: Okay. <laughs> 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 I would say, A, it's, it's good to have aspirations and goals. Because when you do, like then you know that if there's things that you're going through that are getting in the way of that, you'll be willing to to work through those things. Like for me, being an addict was really getting in the way of my aspiration of being a songwriter and a performer because I, I was performing under many different influences mm-hmm. a lot and I wasn't doing as well as I could. And also because of my mental health going so bad, because of my addiction, um, I wasn't always present in songwriting sessions so I wasn't super like I wasn't able to spitball as much I wasn't able to just come up with lyrics very easily because I would be so stuck in my head and now I'm able to just sit down and write songs in like 20 minutes so that's fun.
1: I feel like there's this really strong misconception about artists that they need to be on substances, especially in the music industry, like they need to be on substances in order to be like real artists and nobody seems to realize that like most artists who are hardcore addicts like aren't writing their best works when they're under the influence
2: yeah, I mean some do but I mean I've, I've written a couple of great things under influences but not as good as things I've written sober because now I can look, what's cool is I can look back How crazy I was and and step because that's honestly that's the character that comes out in me as an artist is in in a lot of my songs I write about who I used to be um because it's it's very it's still relatable you know being manic depressed wanting to be alone (sighs) yeah
1: yeah your music is sort of serving as a timeline for your own life Yes, a constant mirror.
2: <laughs> yeah, and that's
1: really—I mean—that's like the most beautiful form of art. You're, you really do use it as as therapy and as a way to grow and change. Yeah, and that's why it's so good. It's real, folks. It's real raw. It's really good. <laughs> I will. I will link MC's music in in the podcast uh, bio yeah. later. So. recently come to light (laughs) that you are exploring gender identity stuff
2: yes um you know growing up my mom always wanted me to she wanted me to be more feminine a lot you know she always wanted me to, to wear dresses all the time and once I was like 10 or 11 she would like want me to wear lip gloss and um don't get me wrong she's a great mom and she was a great mom throughout my whole childhood like has she's always there for me she's always been there for me um but this is one thing that it's not her fault that she wanted me to be this way as much as it was more like that just wasn't who I was you know she kind of wanted me to express myself differently she never wanted me to be a different person growing up she always told me like be who you are be yourself don't be ashamed of that um and I, I was never able to like Be comfortable in being, like, this sort of feminine type of person. Um, Or even, like, when I was little and they would call me, like, a little girl and stuff like that. Like, I I never was comfortable with that word. But, like, I I brushed it under the rug to the point where it it stopped bothering me. But when I came to college and saw people who were non-binary, because I never thought I was, like, exactly, like, trans or that I was a man. Um, I never felt like I was a man. Like, I don't want a dick. Hmm. Um, I don't... Sometimes I do. Actually, you're right. <laughs> Sometimes I have dreams where I have a dick. I'm like, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I started, like, meeting more people who were non-binary, and, and this wasn't like a, I want to be more like you, but this was like, I'm actually a lot like you people are, and you are so comfortable in the way, in the pronouns that you use, and the way that you express yourselves, that I... I decided to try that recently. to, And it's not, and once again, it's not me seeing people and being like, I want to be like you, but they are inspiring me to be who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, which is also the way I want to like influence and inspire people through my work as an artist. I don't want people to ever be like, I want to be like MC, but I want people to learn that they can just be themselves. But yeah, so I recently started using they, them pronouns, you know, really just with my inner circle, but... Um this is a this is this this is cool to be a little more public about it um, and i I haven't quite shut off the she her pronouns yet if i I don't know if I will, but I know that I feel very comfortable when people say they about me.
1: yeah, it keeps things open and it's something that you're exploring, which is incredible yeah and uh yeah, I remember when I was growing up, my mom is an extremely uh, feminine lady uh, with her red nails and red lipstick and her blonde hair is always done and uh, when I came out of the closet she was like okay you have to promise me two things and I was like what she was like that you're not going to stop wearing makeup and you're never gonna buy Birkenstocks <laughs> and to this day <laughs> I have I have yet to show my mother the Birkenstocks that I'm wearing
2: and <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> And uh, I stopped wearing makeup a long time ago, and I, I remember feeling so invisible when she said that to me, not because she didn't love me, she meant well, like, I think it was a loving, like, wear mascara, you're such a beautiful girl, yeah, like, you know, time like,
2: did it too. yeah,
1: and it's, and it's such a hard, like, thing to navigate and balance, because you want to make your parents happy, and, you know, you want them to... To know that you love them and that you respect them and their opinions, but at the same time, like th- coming into your own identity and sexuality and gender is, is such a tricky space to navigate. So I'm really proud of you for coming to us and being transparent about that and also embracing it and, and exploring it because it's it can be really scary. Yeah. Yeah. Figuring that out. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. That sounds right. That person has something that I feel like I need too. Not I want to be like you, but yeah, I, I connect with that and I feel safe and seen.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: I really appreciate you sharing all of this with me. Thank you so much for being on today, MC. You're an incredible human and artist, and I appreciate you sitting on the couch with me.
2: No problem. Goodbye.
0: <laughs> Thanks again, MC. In order to join the I Love You Insert Name community... All you have to do is insert your name in the blank space. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at IOYInsertName or on our website, IOYInsertName.com. Until later, just remember you exist, you matter, and I love you.